Section 2. The Symphony Since Beethoven by Felix Weingartner. Translated by Maud Barrows Dutton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The second great contemporary of Beethoven, the composer of Der Freischutz, has produced remarkable works in the field of the piano sonata, but not in that of the symphony. Thus we turn from Schubert to the real symphony writers since Beethoven, and first of all to the clever and elegant Felix Mendelssohn. It may be said of him that he gives the lie to the German proverb, No master falls from heaven. He who at the age of seventeen, when most of us are merely stepping out of childhood, composed the overture to the Midsummer Night's Dream, is indeed a master fallen from heaven. When we think of the elves which Weber showed us in Oberon, we must agree with Wagner, who in reference to the Midsummer Night's Dream Overture said that those were not elves, but midgets. But the formal perfection and conscious certainty of invention and workmanship which the composer showed in this overture, as well as in the string octet written even earlier, which is a perfect masterpiece in the melodious treatment of string instruments, elicit our astonished admiration, and have been attained at such an early age only by Mozart. Mendelssohn, after he had written this piece, had nothing more to learn about form. What he would have had to possess to create works equal to those of his predecessors, he could not acquire. For Mendelssohn's peculiar genius demanded that it should have been born in him, and it was not. An aristocratic and yet lovable nature, full of poetry and of intellectuality, speaks to us from his music and letters. Deep passion and subjectivity he did not possess. Not until four years before his death, that is, seventeen years after he composed the overture, did he write the rest of the music to the Midsummer Night's Dream. Almost all of Mendelssohn's works were composed between these two dates, and yet it seems to have been written without a break so little difference is to be distinguished in the compositions. In contrast, compare the works of the other great masters, between the writing of which a great length of time elapsed. Compare The Flying Dutchman with Tristan, Beethoven's first symphony with his seventh, Mozart's Idomeneo with the magic flute. What a wonderful difference! How little did Wagner succeed in ingrafting into his Parisian version of Tannheiser? the language of Tristan, and of the Nibelungen, and how creditable for him that he did succeed so little. Mendelssohn did not, like other artists, go through a period of development, a period of inner growth. From the beginning to the end of his life and works he was a master fallen from heaven, whose easy mastery of all the technique of music assures for him still today the astonishment of all those who avoid works of great passion. Whether he wrote pianoforte music, songs, symphonies, oratorios, or fragments of operas, there was always the same finished form, the same care and thought for the harmonious treatment of the orchestra, the same elegance, the same lack of passionate feeling. Two of his symphonies, the one in A major and the one in A minor, have come down to the present day. Both owe their origin to rural scenes to which Mendelssohn was particularly impressionable. Thus they have this advantage over the dry Reformation symphony and the hymn of praise that they spring 
from some lively impulse and therefore their effect is more animated than the other two works in which today exist in name only in them as in schubert's symphonies the author's individuality is perfectly expressed the real difference between the works of these two masters is their individuality raphael paints saint cecilia jan van Huysum, a little bunch of flowers mastery of an art must be accorded the one as much as the other by mastery i understand especially the ability to express perfectly and continuously one's own individuality in some particular art to which power belongs as a very vital addition pure technical skill but this canon will be attained if the first mentioned ability is there lying at the bottom of mastery and expressing itself effectively in every important work of art is a truthfulness which does not attempt to give more than it can this sincerity mendelssohn possessed in a high degree therefore even if we do not look upon him as one of the great men we must still consider him as a very gifted and skilful musician hence his compositions although they lack strong passion possess a sympathetic perfection which quite obliterates in the consideration of his artistic personality the question of how it was done and leaves only to be considered what it really is his immediate followers cannot claim a similar mastery of form with mendelssohn began a new epoch in music generally known as the new classical its representatives remain true to the traditions in form of the old masters but bring into music a sentimental mystical vagueness that contrary to the naive objective method of their predecessors calls for a subjective explanation knightly legends and the fairy tales of the middle ages spring again into life the world of elves and spirits draws over the classical idea of beauty a sort of ghost-like mist the period of hinaiga heimnissen hiding secrets in a work sets in analogous with an almost contemporaneous period in german poetry this new classical epoch has been called the romantic epoch mendelssohn has always been the perfect example in his little sphere he has always been the objective artist before all other musicians in relation to the old masters he deserves the predicate new classical end of section two